Alex, let's just get right to our guest this morning. Who do we got in the studio with yeah, us? Yeah, so we are privileged and honored to have um, Pastor David Lindell here from James River Church. So welcome to the studio, sir. Hey, I'm so excited to be here with you guys. It's good to have you. And you did what everyone does when they first come in here. Don Luzader. It's nice. To know. He's, He's a celebrity. <laughs> so I had to. Ah, shucks. I know. I did the same thing when I first started coming here. It's like, dude, I listened to you. Like, you're, you're Don Luzader. That's pretty cool, isn't it? <laughs> it is so cool. I'm going to get his autograph. Dude, dude he, I had him sign my belly. So, okay. Uh, what? No, I'm what? Where? Okay. Where? okay, too far? No. Too far? No. <laughs> but anyway, thanks for coming in. And um, Absolutely. You're, you're here with um, one of your assistants. He's not on the microphone. We won't give him a microphone yet. But um, Solomon, I understand. Um, welcome to the studio. That's right. He, he's giving us a little what's up. That's what Solomon's up. a good guy. He's good. a good dude. He got up this morning at 4 to be here. So, dude. you know, that's legit. Well, that we, is legit. We, we rarely have in-studio guests this early. So when Cass walks in goes, um, there's a car in the parking lot with the bright lights on, and we don't know who it is. <laughs> a little bit crazy. We did have a... Don't we did, me out like that. We had, well, now, we did have a car that was, like, out there for, like, what, weeks and we didn't know. It's still there. It's just moved what? spots. Oh, it is. I didn't even notice. Yeah, it, so. it's actually one of our um, our marketing guys. It's his, his it's his personal vehicle. He leaves it here when he needs to run errands, and wow. his wife comes into town and stuff like that. Okay, so yeah, well, it's, it's Mike's. Yeah, we had the highway patrol check it out and come to find out it was our sales manager's vehicle. Wow. <laughs> so that's what we, that's how we roll here. That's <laughs> right. We'll if you're suspicious, you will be investigated. <laughs> well, Cash so. just loves to use those uh, criminology um, skill sets that she has that she got down there to see. And she just, she's everyone. Yeah, that calling, one was me too, calling the head. She did. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's how we roll. So, but anyway, we wanted to talk with, um, with, um, David. We, we, you know, all that's going on with, um, Israel and, um, you know, with the war, it's going on, what, the third week over there. And even more specifically, you start to see all across America, across the world, just this anti Israel, um, sentiment, um, the pro Palestinian. I think a lot of people don't really truly understand it, especially a lot of the young people. And so I am not an expert on Israel. This guy is Mr. Theology over here, like Dallas Theological Seminary. And, you know, he's like, you know, pre- preaches at James River every single or, or weekly and, you know, most of the time over there. And so I wanted to get an expert in here, someone that could tell us really the answer to the question, why should we as Americans be friends with Israel. And so that's what we're going to dive into. You know, we got a couple minutes. Just give us a little start on this, you know, and we'll, we're going to have you here until about six o'clock. We got in for a couple segments, but let, let's dive into it. I want to have a conversation about what's happening in our world. Why this anti Israel sentiment? Why should we as Americans care? Why should we be friends? Yeah. I mean, historically, there's kind of three issues in play. I mean, it's the land. Obviously, that's a big deal. There are 2,000 references to the promised land in the Old Testament. There are 700, almost 700 references to the promised land in the New Testament. So it's not just an Old Testament concern. It's also a New Testament concern. I don't think a lot of people understand the gravity of that in place. So there's the land, the lineage, and then, of course, the lordship of Jesus Christ. So Wait, did you guys catch that alliteration right there? That was smooth. Um, I'm, no, I'm down. trying this morning. <laughs> We're going to I'm church trying. right here. The land, the lineage, and the lordship. So I That's think, good. yeah, there's, I mean, there's battle over those, over those three things. And obviously, you kind of have to tease that out a little bit. But the short answer to why there is constant conflict over that space on our planet is is really centered on those three issues. And so, you know, I think the the fact of the matter is as well that people, um, unfortunately, because of the way the conflict is played out and continues to play out, 
um, Israel is in kind of a what counselors call a double bind. I mean, it's a it's a lose lose situation. If you yeah. don't retaliate, then it encourages other bad actors around the yeah. region to do the same thing. You know, we we know that uh, Hamas isn't the only enemy of the Israelis, and so you know, on the one front, if you don't respond, then now you're going to perpetuate violence on your own people. And then the other issue is that you've got a densely populated. I think I think people say it's the most it's the third most densely populated space on yeah. the planet in terms of bodies in a confined space. And there's uh, only really two exit points. You could either exit into Israel, or you can exit into Egypt yeah. or jump in the ocean. Yeah. Or yeah. Or jump <laughs> in the Mediterranean Sea. And so, yeah, the sea you know, sea. for the they, I mean, the issue, you know, if Israel doesn't retaliate. Now you've got a, a situation where more violence is perpetuated or perpetrated on its own people. If they do retaliate, Hamas strategically hides its weapons yeah. caches under hospitals, schools, and mosques. So they hide them under places that are packed with vulnerable civilians. So, you know, I think there's a, there's a lot to be said there in terms of just the justice of, of, um, aligning with Israel in this conflict because Hamas is a terrorist organization. You know, Hamas has a stated goal of wiping out the nation of Israel. And so, and beyond that, we can talk more about that because the, you know, the military commander, the prime military commander, Mahmoud al-Zahra said, I think it was this last week, that Israel's just the beginning. So anybody who's under the illusion that this is just, you know, a territorial conflict and it's small and it's, you know, the the ambitions of Hamas are just, you know, a little bit of space, breathing room for their people. That's not true. Yeah, uh, that's not true in their own words. So, yeah. man, oh, go ahead. Chris. Well, I was just going to ask, you know, one of the questions that I, I've never dove into at, at a higher level, and I think you'll have an answer to this, is that there are a lot of people who are. Uh, and I'm pro-Israel, obviously, of course I am. But I mean, you hear some of the the protesters who say, "Well, we're pro-Palestine, but we denounce what Hamas did," you know, as far as the terrorist activities. And, and so, when you see that in America, what how, what can we tell those people? What, what what do they need to hear on why they should be pro-Israel more instead of just pro-Palestine and denouncing Hamas? Does that make sense? Yeah, and I I think it's kind of a it's a politically correct. Um, position to take the the fact of the matter is this about two percent of israelis are believers in the lord jesus christ about two percent of palestinians are believers in the lord jesus christ mm-hmm. and until people come to a place where they ask jesus to be their lord and savior this conflict is not going to end yeah because there's not a political solution to That's this conflict uh, and mm. they're just not because it's it's a lot deeper than that yeah so you know in terms of taking sides you know I think the fact of the matter is Israel has a just position in this conflict. And it's clear that, um, you know, forces around the region are aligned against Israel. So I think there's a place just for saying, okay, the, the acts of violence perpetuated against the nation are so grievous. I mean, all you have to do is get on. I mean, it's super sad and you don't want to do it, but get on, get on the internet and look at the images of charred bodies in wheelchairs. Oh, I know. I mean, I know. Yeah. Uh, how how is that okay? Yeah. Um, so you know the I think we just have to step back and go. Okay, this isn't so much an issue of taking sides against innocent civilians. It's an issue of saying, okay, where's the justice when terrorists are attacking civilian people? They're they're targeting civilians. So I think that's the question that we have to weigh out. You know, 
there's not going to be ultimately there's not going to be a governmental solution but on our side of this there's a place for the united states of america to say okay this isn't right this is terrorism and we're going to stand on the side of justice and it's sad on both war is horrific war is sad on both sides anytime civilians and obviously a lot of civilians on the palestinian side have been have been killed and wounded and there's a great humanitarian need there and we do want to address that is as we are able to but that doesn't mean siding against israel in a conflict in which they are justified david that's good stuff man we're gonna we're gonna keep diving in we gotta take a little break this is radio we gotta take a little um we're gonna do the national anthem that's how we usually start our day and then i want to dive back into just the you know the theological side of you know israel they're fighting over the land um the lineage and the lordship and so it's a cool deal thanks for being here we're gonna throw it to the national anthem you are in for a special treat this morning. We are here in studio with Pastor David Lindell from James River Church. He's breaking down um, just this Israel deal, these students, um, why they're protesting, they're anti-Israel. We just want to kind of find out why. And um, last segment, he went into the the issues with the conflict or the, the land, the lineage, and the lordship of Jesus. And so you kind of expand on that a little bit more, just this whole lordship of Jesus. That's what I'm interested in. Like, why are they fighting over Lordship of Jesus. Sure. And I think you kind of have to go back into the Old Testament, obviously the story of Abraham. So if you're not a Bible person, the reality is that God makes a promise to a guy named Abraham. And he says, through your descendants, you know, I'm going to bless the whole earth and he's going to create a people. And what happens is he makes that promise, but Abraham and his wife, Sarah, are really old and they have no concept of how that's even possible. Like, how could God fulfill a promise of that magnitude at our stage in life? And so Sarah tries to take matters into her own hands. She gives Abraham an, an uh, she says, hey, why don't you take a second wife? I can't have a baby. And to this second wife named Hagar is born a child named Ishmael. Yeah, that's bad news for you. That's bad scenario. news. Yeah. You know, listen to your wife, except if she brings home another woman. Don't you know, do that. that, yeah, that that's, that's okay. no. Not, so anyway, you know, but Abraham does listen. And unfortunately, uh, Ishmael is not the child of the promise. God never intended that. And so Sarah does end up having a son named Isaac. And Isaac, through Isaac, you get the nation of Israel. But through Ishmael, you get the his descendants become the Arab nations, you know, like, so, you know, in terms of thinking how this, how this all started, well, there's conflict from the beginning. There's content, there's conflict biblically between uh, Ishmael's descendants. And it's interesting, anything God creates, Satan counterfeits. So Ishmael actually has 12 sons mimicking the, you know, Satan loves to mimic, mimicking the 12 tribes of Israel. So, you know, you think in terms of how this is all kind of on, uh, unraveled and God is, God is telling a story on the earth and he's telling it through the people of Israel then because that's the lineage and the line through which comes the Lord Jesus Christ. And so obviously there are spiritual ramifications to what we see. We know that the people of Israel, sadly, many, many, many modern day Israelis don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, but God is still telling a story through the lineage that started through this promise, this covenant promise, and then the land. God uses this land as a centerpiece of biblical history and also of the end times.
There are going to be things that play out in this part of the globe with the return of the Lord Jesus Christ that are very prophetically significant. And so, of course, there's going to be conflict there because under any human conflict, remember, the greater conflict is always spiritual. Yeah. There's always there. I mean, the fact is angels and demons are always at work. Yeah. And whether we choose to acknowledge that or not is is it really dependent on how much we agree with the truth that we see in scripture. So, I mean, the fact is you're seeing play out physically what is also happening to a greater degree spiritually in terms of the conflict that is unfolding in the Middle East. You were saying something before and we said, save it, save it for, save it for the air. You're talking about Hamas and, and oh, the yeah. name that. Yeah. Share that. So the, the word Hamas is an Arabic word, um, that means zeal. And so you see this all over the headlines right now, but it's also a Hebrew word that you see show up in the Old Testament uh, scriptures again and again, meaning translated violence. And so you people perpetrate Hamas. And so when you think about the spiritual realities in play that you're you're looking at in scripture, you have to understand that there are spiritual forces at work. Paul says our battle's not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. And so this idea of Hamas honestly speaks to, in many ways, a spiritual, a spiritual push of darkness where there's violence, there's, there's chaos. You know, Ishmael's said in scripture, Abraham's told he's going to be a wild donkey of a man. Like yeah. he's just going to be unbridled, uncontrolled, and there's going to be a violent tinge to the way that he does life. And unfortunately, that's played out in what we're seeing today. You know, ever since I was a kid, and by the way, we have David Lindo with James River Church with us here talking about the bigger implications of what's going on in Israel. But ever since I was a kid, I can remember in, you know, Sunday school, youth groups, end of times, end of times. You said it just a second ago that this particular area is, is going to play out when it, when, when Jesus comes back. Are we seeing any of that? Do you, I mean, I, I don't want to make any predictions. We know, you know, the Bible also says we never know when he's coming back, right? Just be prepared. Yeah. But in your sense, that question has to come up quite a bit. Yeah, I don't think we do ourselves any favors or people, especially if we're in a position where we're teaching on, you know, if we're setting dates or if we're saying, okay, you know, obviously we've seen the folly of that in the past. And the Bible's pretty clear that we're not supposed to do that. So, you know, in terms of date setting and all of that, however, we can look at the world around us and the geopolitical turmoil unfolding and say, okay, this looks like and feels like what the Bible says. The Bible talks about wars and rumors of wars, mm-hmm. talks about birth pains. So absolutely, I believe that these events are ushering in the second coming of Christ. And, you know, the fact of the matter is that the writers of the New Testament believed that the return of Lord Jesus was imminent. The Apostle Paul believed it could happen at any moment. If Paul believed that, like how much more should we believe that? Obviously, yeah. we know God's not on our timetable. His time his timeline is different than ours. Our, our perception of time is different than his perception of time. But I think we're wise to look at the signs of the times and go, okay, obviously our world is going the wrong direction. Obviously the only solution is the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We need King Jesus to return. Yeah. And it's clear that what we're seeing, it's playing out in a particular way in a particular part of the world we need to pay attention to that that's good wow you've been up here like for the whole time the whole show man we gotta book you next time to come in for the whole time but i agree that's good stuff man all right we're coming up on the six o'clock hour we'll get our first update of news and weather from our news center plus when we get into next hour we'll have more discussions about what's going on in the un when it comes to israel as well as uh we have 
a discussion um, about strong presidential leaders and what that really looks like and maybe where we're lacking right now. Right here on Wake Up Springfield.